Good morning, good evening, good night. This is Bud Talks Podcast, episode 207. It is Friday. Who cares what day of the month it is, but it is August in Portland. We are headed for another week of a hundred and hell gnaws. Most of you don't know me. Most of you don't know how I've grown me. Black lives chatter, but don't bro me. Lack representation of guys who shoot free. They aren't a part of this political scene. You see, I come from down the street, Deacon's own, Deacon's free. I am me, I became free when my mind thanked me for thinking thee. Thinking thee was the son of me, the son of me, the son of Harold, he bees. Porter he is, I am the one. I am no one, I ain't shit. I told you I'm never done. Words spin in my mind, I give it to me. I am nothing as of the divine. That's kind of a word, it's five letters. I am haiku too, I wrote that book for you who you don't care to see me through. Whatever I speak, whatever I eat, whatever I am, it comes out of me and I seek. Whatever I am, whatever I speak, whatever I speak, whatever I seek, it comes out of me. I repeat these words because they spin all day. I am writing a word, I am writing a book, I am rhyming verbs. Every time I try and look, I always mess up on that shit. I play the saxophone sometimes because Miles Davis is my divine brother in time. He was born in the 40s, played in the 50s, maybe the 30s, but the 60s when he sublimed. <laughs> All the time I like to rhyme at the words, I like to laugh at the birds, I like to laugh at the turds. Come out of my ass. like these words all the time. It's fucking rhyming. It's the rule of who cares. You know, open mic is supposed to be this open time. Open mic is supposed to be this rhyming crime where words don't really matter, but the things that come out, it's a political scene and things would get canceled. Things would get ampled, such as the reality of the creativity and the creativity in some of us. I think some of us are trying, some of us are crying, some of us are lying because every day we wake up and we must keep grinding. I believe a lot of us tell our loves, we love them, but we don't. It's just a pattern. For those who are trick, for those who are transactionally fit for love, for those who are actively looking for love, for those who want to feel love, Whatever your love language is, it is the affirmations, it is the confirmations, it is the being, it is the soul that connects us. We can't see it, but it is there. Call it divine. It is Mother Nature. It connects us to protect us. It connects us to elate us together as one. Being the energy of voice, being the energy of clarity, being all of that is the chaos some of us live through. For some time, for some other reasons as well, if you do not know me, I am one of many out of heaven to hell. If you do not know what I mean by that, do not ask me because it is very personal. I've spoken about it. Go and read a blog of mine. I ain't shit. I tell myself I'm going to speak. I tell myself I'm going to be free. I tell myself I'm going to be privileged. The only thing I'm privileged to do is think. Therefore, sometimes my mind says, shut up. Don't think. Thank.
Be thankful for this. Be thankful for bliss. Be thankful to know the contrasting sides of every side. Be thankful for the haters. Be thankful for the portrayers. Be thankful for the betrayers. They are you. We've done it. We've felt it. We've seen it. We've been entertained by it. There's a whole industry making billions of dollars off of it. Trillions. They're just words and feelings. In fact, there are four words. Excuse me, there are four feelings. There's aroused, there's calm, there's mad, and happy. Everything else is just confused by the many words of our language, which limits us. Who cares? It's all confusing anyway. However, I will argue that there are I'm totally just contradicting myself. There are a lot more than four feelings. However, I would probably argue there's closer to maybe seven. But if you really look at the waves of emotions and how we're guided by different things of our past and present moment, it's a kind of a conjunction working of a lot of things our body experiences. I once set a field on fire next to a riverside beach and I was with my cousin and he started crying thinking we were going to go to jail because it was actually 4th of July and the firefighters were there. Obviously, they were prepared. It came relatively quick. We set off one of those green firecrackers. I threw it in the air. It came down. It popped in the air, went off in the air, obviously. When it came down, it set the grass on fire. And we had already been walking away, so we didn't quite know it was on fire until I think he had turned around and said, Oh, my God, look, it's on fire. And I was like, oh, shit, it's on fire. That's crazy. So within minutes, firefighters were there to put out the fire. It was dry grass. And, you know, it was interesting that he was afraid of going to jail. I wasn't. I was just happy the firefighters were there to put that shit out because everybody would have been out of the fucked up 4th of July. I mean, there were picnics like in that area and we just happened to be the little two black boys setting shit on fire, disrupting shit. So speaking of disruption, disruption, I just happened to be on LinkedIn last night while I was working out and I looked at three different job posts, three different job posts, three different roles. One was a one was in aviation, another one was consulting, and I believe another one was in, um, what was it? It was aviation, consulting, and then I think it was like some software development role or whatnot. And kid you not, the I'd read them, kind of skimmed over each job description, and there, were, there was one word that stuck out. And each of these job descriptions, each of them had this one word that stuck out to me. And you know what word that was? disruption the fuck y'all trying to disrupt i mean a company i don't maybe maybe i'm so far removed from industry maybe i'm so far removed from what companies are doing nowadays but 
I mean, I know my last, well, the, when I did work in aviation, there was a big thing about disruption, but I don't think companies are being that disruptive if they're just hiring the same people over and over with different suits and smiles. I mean, think about it. You're not really disrupting anything unless your people are disruptions themselves. I mean, I mean, all they're really doing is hiring people and saying, here's the model, here's the attitude, here's the product, here's the mission statement that we'd like to put out into our industry to maybe set us apart from competitors. Of course, that's that's one thing. But more importantly, we are disrupting shit. We're disrupting the industry. And I don't think much is being disrupted if your employees are not disrupting. I don't know. I'm so I'm so stupid sometimes because I think a lot. But kind of going back to my point, um, I just think that the it was interesting that disruption, disrupting the word stuck out to me in three different and Katie, I, I don't look for jobs on a regular, and I was just kind of seeing what was out there. And to see that word in three different industries, three different roles in three different industries, and I have a very small sample size. I'm very aware of that. That word was kind of the one word that they stuck with, each one. And I think it's, it, I guess I don't really have an opinion on it. I just have this irrelevant reaction to it as a writer who's far removed. Anyways, this is Bud Talks Podcast, episode 207. I went on a word spill in the beginning of this podcast because I I like doing that sometimes. Like I do that in my, when I'm running, I do that sometimes and it, it feels great. I figure that's kind of what rappers do, but obviously they have a beat, they have a flow. They've been doing it for years and they kind of have a, they've practiced it so their brains are better equipped to do it. Pretty sure some of them say stuff that get them in trouble, get them canceled. I was kind of, once I keeping up, but saw the thing about that rapper, the baby who got, who allegedly is canceled for saying some homophobic stuff. And I don't really have an opinion about that, but I just think it's interesting that people use this word cancel. Like he's, he got let go from sponsors who, whatever. I mean, I don't really know the specifics of that, but to say a culture of people canceled him, I think that's rather a little bit, uh, coming to a conclusion a little too quick. I don't think he's canceled. He's still going to make music. He's still going to be rapping. He's still going to be dub a B. I mean, let's be real. No one's really canceled. They're just spanked on the hand and they move the fuck on, which is what most of you motherfuckers should be doing is moving the fuck on from other people's stupidity. Anyways, I'm just a stupid, lonely writer who no one really... I take that back. I'm not a stupid, lonely writer. I've got a lot of friends and family. I'm going to have a fun weekend here in Portland. Because next week is about to be a hundred and hell no. We had a week where where it was a weekend. It got to a hundred and sixteen. I was like, mother lover. Like who 
does that in Portland? A hundred and get your ass some AC. I mean, like, bruh. And then I've been on TikTok lately. So, um, TikTok is addicting. Like, they do a really good job at that. I need to get some, like, funny content. Like, just really show the world who I think I am. I don't know. I'm really excited, though, because... I've been talking about this book for the past, like, let's say two years, whenever I started this podcast, but I started a book back in 2018 on my 32nd birthday. And it got done within. So if you kind of know the story of this book, it was called Boudreaux book one of the Divine Nine trilogy. I started this book on my birthday, December 18th, 2018, and I lost 30,000 words of it, had a panic attack, went broke. Finished it actually that summer of 2019. I actually finished it July 31st, 2019. Flew to Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, and did some running just to kind of celebrate finishing my first ever book. And it was 30, um, no, it was about 47, just under 50,000 words. I think I cut out a lot, but. So since then, I've worked some freelance gigs. I did a GoFundMe. I did some other jobs to make some money because the book never, I never sold the book for the reason that it just wasn't, I didn't feel good about putting a book on the market that was complete bullshit. So it actually led me to writing An Eye Between My Haiku, which is on Amazon. That's a creative journaling series I did. I finished that book within 10 days. That's just me journaling some bullshit words. And, you know, I'm quite proud of that, but I mean, it's just something that's going to be, you know, like I said, it's a journaling series that I'll be doing over time. And Bourgeoisie was the original, the original first book I was supposed to put out. Um, And so that was 2019 when I didn't quite finish it. And then later I kind of set it aside and started doing other stuff, GoFundMe, crowdfunding and all that shit. And I... I think it was Christmas Day, 2019. I, I opened the back the book back up, Bourgeoisie, and said, "I'm going to reconstruct this book." So I cut it down from, uh, like I said, it was about 48,000 words. I cut it down to 32,000 words, and that's what that's what I've been working on for the past year and a half. And I've rebuilt kind of the LLC. I've rebuilt my publishing platform, Vehicle Digest. Actually, I didn't rebuild it. I kind of redid a lot. And kind of rethinking the promo side of this. Um, and when I say that, you know, I'm kind of coming to a point where I'm ready to put the book out. And my publishing strategy, it has no buildup. So, I mean, you'll just see it when it's done. And it's actually quite done. I'm working on the cover now and I'm fucking excited. I'm just trying not to push anything out too soon. I, I know I said I released what the book's about. I might have hinted what it's about. Um, I had my friend Mark on here last month, and he read it. It's a journaling narrative, and I haven't really released the title or released anything around that, but that is going to be out soon. And again, when it's ready, you will know because I'm going to be fucking loud, rolling loud, but I'm going to be very respectful to everybody. 
um, unless you're disrespectful to me. And I'm not saying that for, with any intention to in, – no pun to anyone. But like I said, I'm very random. I'm a fucking crier. <laughs> crier cracker. I'm a firecracker. I'm a crier too. I cried the other night. I cried two days ago. I, t- I cried – Two weeks ago, because I had a dream that I was like in this weird little room. It was like an Airbnb room, or I don't know, I was traveling. And uh, my dad passed away back in 2016. And I usually see him in my dreams alive and well. But this dream, he was in pictures and he was dead. And of course, he's passed on. But usually in my dreams, he's alive. But um, it was like I was a little boy, you know, wanting my father back in that moment. And I was in the room and kind of wishing he was alive, but he wasn't alive this time because it was the only dream I've had since he passed where he wasn't alive. It was just weird. I woke up in tears. I also had a dream. Now I'm rambling on. I need to shut the entire fuck up. Good morning, good evening, good night. Peace and hair grease, everyone. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. Stay safe and... Be well.